Hey guys, welcome back to the show. Today we're going to be talking about dating fat people, or the horizontally endowed, if you will. A lot of what I do to get ideas for videos is really just reading stuff online. I've actually managed to turn pseudo-research rabbit holes of reading crazy stuff on the internet into a job. And lately, I've noticed a trend online toward the topic of fat romance. And don't get me wrong, we've talked about the fat acceptance and body positivity movements quite a bit on this show. In fact, so much so that I think some people out there might be beginning to wonder whether I have a problem with fat people. And I, I swear, I don't. But now we're not talking about how to treat fat people overall, we're talking specifically about how to date fat people and even how to get down and dirty with fat people. But before we get into that, I do have a really quick message from our lovely sponsors over at Candid. Let's talk about the holidays. And I know it may seem crazy early to talk about them, but trust me, you do not want to go through another holiday season smiling with your mouth closed while everyone else around you is grinning ear to ear, right? Getting a photo-ready smile starts now, and it's easier than ever with clear aligners from Candid. Candid's aligners can help straighten your teeth faster than traditional wire braces. Treatment takes just six months on average. An experienced orthodontist who is licensed in your state creates a custom treatment plan. Then they show you a 3D preview so you can see how your teeth will look after you're done. Candid's aligners are comfortable, removable, and completely invisible. Candid ships your aligners directly to you, so there's no hassle of having to go to an orthodontist office. Plus, Candid costs 65% less than braces. And with each aligner purchased, Candid donates $25 to Smile Train, who brings safe, 100% free cleft lip and palate treatment to children around the globe. So get your photo-ready smile by the holidays. Go to CandidCO.com Lauren and use the code Lauren to get $75 off. That's CandidCO.com Lauren with code Lauren for $75 off. Again, that's CandidCO.com slash Lauren. As we delve into the videos and articles that we're going to be dissecting, I do quickly first want to draw a line here between fat people and these fat activists. Just like not every woman is a feminist and not every gay person is part of the LGBT lobby or big gay, as I like to call it. Not every overweight person believes the hypersensitive, crazy BS that we're going to be looking at. Just wanted to mention that because despite what these people are saying, odds are you're fine to keep treating fat people like everyone else because they probably are like everyone else. So with that out of the way, here we have Jude Paler and the article Dating a Chubby Girl, Four Things to Know and Why They Are the Best. Paler writes, quote, For those who scorn chubby girls, it may be a surprise for them that someone can actually simultaneously be happy and chubby. In fact, nothing about a chubby girl's appearance makes them unworthy of great love, awesome sex, and respect. Right off the bat, coming across a little bit defensive there, Jude, but okay. She continues, quote, A chubby girl has been through a lot already, especially in today's culture. We live in a culture that defines them as unhealthy, a problem, ugly, and unhygienic. I'm not at all on board with the idea that fat people are unhygienic, or a problem, or ugly, or anything like that. Fat people are not bad people. However, I do think it's interesting that she included unhealthy in that list of things that society wrongly believes about fat people. I mean, I can admit that my lifestyle is an unhealthy one, right? I am unbelievably sedentary. I 
barely move. And I'm totally okay with admitting that because health is not a subjective thing, right? It's objective, it's scientific, it's medical, it's not up for your personal interpretation. Plus, someone's health is not a reflection of who they are as a person. I really don't understand why so many fat activists take it so personally that being overweight is unhealthy. It just it is. Paler continues though, quote, so if you like a chubby girl right now, make sure you are serious about getting to know her. The BS and disappointments she has faced in the past are enough. Here are four things you should know about dating a chubby girl. To be honest, most of the tips here, they're not necessarily bad advice, they're just not fat specific. Paler gives advice like, do not make them the butt of a joke which is probably good advice no matter who you're trying to date. She writes, quote, Don't date her if you just want to humiliate her. Don't get involved with her if you just want to try her out because she's big in all the right places. I honestly would have thought that a potential partner thinking a larger woman is big in all the right places would be a compliment, but maybe that's offensive? I don't know. Paler also writes about being careful with backhanded compliments, which again is good advice no matter who you're trying to date, negging does not work. But strangely enough, about this point, Paler writes, quote, the best example of this is when a man says, I love a woman with meat on her bones. It may sound encouraging, but when you think about it, it is stripping you down to animalistic meatiness. She also writes that sexualizing, fetishizing, and racializing bigger women carries dehumanization and violence behind it. A definite pattern I've noticed in all of this fat dating material is that these women seem very nervous about both men not finding them attractive and men finding them too attractive. It's like if men don't want to date chubby girls, it's fat phobic, but if they do and they're really into chubby girls, it fetishizes them. I think fetishizing certain groups, whether it's fat chicks or Asian chicks, really becomes a problem when you're unable to see them as people outside of that characteristic that you're interested in. I agree that's a bad thing, that's dehumanizing, but Frankly, if you are a larger woman and you're in the dating market, odds are you're gonna be attracting some chubby chasers, right? Just because you're what they're into. So for any bigger girls out there, realize that to some people, yeah, you are the hottest thing on earth. And if that's as far as their fetishizing goes, then... What's wrong with that? Next in her article, Paler writes, quote, Now that you know how to treat a chubby girl, here are the 10 reasons why chubby girls make the best girlfriend around. Another thing I've noticed while ingesting all of this fat dating stuff is that these activists somehow seem to simultaneously have victim complexes, but also unbelievable amounts of narcissism. On the one hand, society is full of jerks for daring to tell them that they are less than because of their size. But also, they are actually more than because of their size. All I'm saying, ladies, is that if you don't like it when skinny chicks give you a hard time, then maybe don't start getting too big for your britches. Of the pleasures of dating fat women, Paler writes, they are easy to talk to. Chubby girls are interesting to date because of their ability to talk about anything. Since they know they cannot reach society's standard of being sexy, they've often made it a point to focus more on their brains and their personality. I feel like that's low-key offensive both to skinny women and fat women, but... 
Carry on. Fat girls are also apparently warm, physically and emotionally. They're also willing to try any type of food. Lying on their bosom is also relaxing. And my personal favorite is that she won't be picked up by any guy. Guys who date slim women often have to fend off guys trying to steal them away. However, if you date a chubby girl, they don't conform to some of the men's standards. So this is something you'll rarely experience when dating a chubby girl. Yeah, so I feel like those last few things kind of just cross the line into being full-on offensive to fat women. If you're dating a fat woman, never say, you know, it's so great because I can bring you out places and I never have to worry about other guys hitting on you because you're just, you're so unattractive to the majority of them. Just don't do that for your own personal safety, but that questionable article aside, we also have a Cosmo video full of tips for dating fat women. I personally have been on a lot of dates with men who assume that because I'm fat, I'm so obsessed with food, and I'm really not. When you're thinking about certain dates to craft for a larger lady, don't just go to the food. That is a cop-out and you need to do more work. Hang on now, that other lady said that you guys love food, so. Which is it now? Just like we don't want to be made fun of for our bodies, we also don't want to be completely objectified for them. I know that there are guys out there, you're the chubby chasers, the fat fetish dudes, whatever you are, you love all the curves. More power to you, but remember, we have a lot of curves, we also have a heart, we have a mind, and we're whole people. See, I told you guys, they're really scared of the fat fetishists. I don't think anybody wants to be viewed as just an object by their partner. We want someone who finds us beautiful on the inside as well as outside. I don't know though, I just think that the whole fat fetish thing seems to come up strangely often when talking about dating fat women and how exactly would these fat women define someone as a fetishist versus just someone who is normally regularly attracted to fat women? I'm actually curious. Sometimes if you are dating a larger lady, and especially even if you're larger yourself, there are times that you might need to get a little creative like in the bedroom. So don't shy away. Everything is possible if you want it bad enough. So I didn't want to scare you guys away right at the start, but most of the romance-focused material about fat people that I've seen, at least, it, it is about how to have sex with fat people. Apparently, most of the questions that people have when it comes to fat people and dating is just, uh, you know, how do we... How smash. And I just want to say here that as big of a deal dating and potentially fornicating with fat people is being made out to be by these activists, for better or worse, the average person in the US is overweight. These activists are making it seem like fat dating is like this niche thing when it's really not. Right now, American sex is, on average, fat sex. To add to our repertoire though of fat dating material, we have this documentary, I guess you could call it, from the BBC entitled Too Fat for Love. Viewer discretion, by the way, is strongly advised. You are not going to break your partner. You are not going to suffocate him during sex if you sit on his face. How do we sit on a face? So wedges, I find, are really, really helpful and useful if you do have a belly like mine. The wedge? Ooh. We'll talk about that in a minute. Holy sh**, who knew? This is a perfectly reasonable, safe position because your weight is not on them, your weight is on your thighs, yeah? Your weight is here, and look, I'm not even moving barely. 
There's a great range of movement. To tell you the truth, I don't really have any commentary or anything to offer you guys here. I just kind of figured that if I had to see that, you did too. Who loves a bit of doggy? <laughs> Come over here, Emma, my love. On your knees, girly. Fabulous. Lean over this. Like this? Yes. How much more comfortable does that feel? Yeah, it's welcome. Isn't it? I could just like... Isn't it? So it allows you... Yeah? You see what I mean? Much more control. Yeah, again... I got nothing. Moving swiftly along though, the article that actually inspired this entire video is one that was published by Vice. It's called How to Have Sex with a Fat Girl by Gina Tonic, and its tagline is, quote, touch, and I cannot stress this enough, the fupa. Before we actually read the dang thing, I do have to say again, viewer discretion is advised. Like, you've been advised very strongly at this point to avert your eyes and ears. For you crazy people that are still watching and or listening though, Ms. Tonic writes that, quote, as a 26-year-old woman wearing a size 20, sex has changed year after year as my body has gotten bigger and the dating pool has gotten smaller. With plus-size partners, we can press our bellies together, grab each other's bodies and enjoy the thickness of our flesh in privacy or with partners if they're game for group sex. But effing a fat girl when you don't know her, what she likes or what she dislikes, is apparently a minefield for most people with slimmer frames. You know, when you think about it, the fat acceptance movement at its core is really about embracing and even celebrating the most hedonistic lifestyle imaginable. So with that in mind, I guess it shouldn't come as any surprise that some people in that movement also enjoy the flat-out degeneracy of sex with strangers and group sex. Heck, sex with many strangers. Now, we're not going to read the entirety of this article together because I think as you're probably getting the sense of, it's pretty trashy. But one takeaway that at least this woman had about fat sex that genuinely surprised me is that she's all about the tummy action. That's right. The tummy. As Tonic writes, quote, touch the fupa, which if you didn't know, stands for fat upper pelvic area. She says, it's a universal truth known by fat girls that the fupa is the most intimidating part of our body. I know this because my fupa has been touched so little that I'm surprised she hasn't shriveled up and fallen off. How about that imagery, folks? Just... Mm. In my experience, there's just nothing sexier than talking about body parts shriveling up and falling off. She continues, quote, I think this is what some guys were hoping would happen too. Avoiding belly touching makes it all the more obvious that the belly is there. If you eat a cupcake and leave the frosting on the plate, it doesn't stop the icing from existing or tasting like a treat. If you want to F me, F all of me. The hottest hookups are the ones that grab my belly like it's a third <clears throat> breast, kiss the flesh on the way down to the uh, nether regions, and aren't pretending my body is less than it is. You'll be surprised at how hot holding on to soft flesh feels when you get over yourself, get a grip, and get into the actual body of the fat girl you're sleeping with. My my, that woman really doesn't make it easy to sanitize her writing. I don't know about you guys, but being that into her belly almost sounds like something other women might identify as having a fat fetish. I mean, ultimately more power to her, I guess, if she knows what she likes, but I'm, I'm not even sure where to go with that. I guess my takeaway for you lovely people watching this video, though, is that 
Don't worry, most overweight people are not like these activists. There are people out there who want to set up all these different types of rules for dating different types of people, whether it's short people, tall people, fat people, black people, whatever. At the end of the day though, I really do think that so many of us are just looking for someone to love us, who makes us laugh, and who brings out the best in us. I mean, I get that these activists are probably trying to encourage more people to date fat people, but I don't think offering up this huge list of do's and don'ts is the way to do that. No one wants to feel like they have to walk on eggshells every time they're around their partner. In any case though, I would love to know what you guys think. Is dating a fat person really that different from dating a skinny person? Why or why not? And you know what, I'm not gonna ask any questions about chubby sex because I now know all I care to about the issue. But that's it for now. Thank you guys so much for tuning in and I'll see you next time.